Welcome to the Pet Photographers Club with your hosts, Caitlin and Kirsty. Tune in as experts share their insights to help grow your business with higher sales, creative marketing, and kick arse business strategies. Now on to the show. Hello and welcome to the show. I'm Kirsty of Bitter Bernard Photography. And I'm Caitlin of Ragamuffin Pet Photography. And welcome to Season 5, Episode 10 of the Pet Photographers Podcast. Like many of us now, our guest today was faced with social distancing and quarantine bans that stopped him from photographing and forced him to close down the studio. But instead of stopping work altogether, he's pivoted and he's created a whole new puzzle business that we can't wait to hear all about. It's Ollie Clark of Paws and Claws Photography. Welcome to the Pet Photographers Club, Ollie. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> it's good. Thanks so much for joining us. No worries. Yeah, it's uh, it's great to be up for eight thirty in the morning and talk about being two thirty in the morning. So uh, yeah, <laughs> well, thanks to thanks for getting out of bed. Now, can you just backtrack a little bit for us and maybe give the listener um, who doesn't know you a little bit of insight into who you are and uh, what pause and clause normally looks like um, before the whole world was on pause. Sure. So um, my name's Ollie um, and my business is Pause and Claws Photography. Uh, I've been going the last five and a half years um, and I mainly um, I have a studio down on the south coast uh, at a place called Portsmouth, which is about five minutes from the water. Um, so my main work is studio. So I have my own studio and I also put on events all over the south coast. So Normally, what a normal week for me would be um, about 10, 15 photo shoots in my main studio, and then I would probably host about two or three events with um, a business. Um, so these could be dog groomers, pubs, bars, restaurants, pet shops, whatever. And I do used to do three of those in a week. Um, but unfortunately I had 15 events cancelled, um, from the, um, what's been going on. Um, I was kind of lucky in a sense that I knew a bit more what was going on before most people and that my dad's a doctor for the NHS. So the NHS is the free health service in the UK. Um, and my dad told me, look, it's going to be a struggle pretty soon, um, so just watch out for it. Whereas a lot of other photographers, they heard our, our um, Prime Minister Boris Johnson say, look, you've got to close down now on the Monday and everything had to be shut on the Tuesday. Whereas I had about right. mm-hmm. two, three more weeks' notice in realising that before everyone was like, oh, my God, what's going on? So. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so it was quite handy knowing that from my dad. So, Ollie, before we kick off into, you know, what steps you took, um, you know, with that um, earlier information and then, you know, how that's helped you now, um, can you just quickly tell us a little bit about these events that you typically host? Because it sounds, is that to do with Paws and Claws or is it a separate um, initiative? Yeah. It is paws and claws. They are completely, totally different to um, my main photography studio. Mm-hmm. So basically, I put on events with anyone who wants to put on with events with me. So um, I've done it in pubs, pubs, bars, clubs, um, 
uh, a lot of cafes, pet shops, dog groomers. Um, and how I run them is I bring my whole studio there. I set up for the day. Um, they charge a £10 booking fee and they get to keep that. And then on top of that, I give them 10% of what I make. So they put a lot of effort in. They can roughly take about 200, 300 quid from putting on the event for me. Um, and I literally do none of the um, promotion for it. That's all done by them. And Do you give them a playbook of how to run it or, you know, what's kind of why would they go through you rather than just organise this kind of thing on their own? On their own? Well, around where I am is not a very high populous area um and i'm only competing really with one pet photographer in the area um and her work is pretty amazing um but i am probably the only person who works in this way as much as i do there are people who go and put on events with like a a groomer or whatever, mm. like they might do it once or twice a year. But I literally do every single weekend I have an event um, and then I normally have one or two or, during the week also. Um, a big reason why people work with me, there's, there's kind of like three ways really and that's how I kind of set it is one, uh, it's great exposure for their store. So a lot of people may have never heard of the store or visited, so they'll come in. Two is a great way to generate money. And three, a lot of people do it for charity. So oh, beautiful. Uh, yeah. And so the actual event is a, a mini photo booth kind of set up, yeah? Yeah. So they're 25 minutes long sessions. I roughly take between 30 to about 100 pictures. Um, and then most of them are about 12 to 15 customers. I also have a contract with a um, Dashan company, which I do pretty much every single weekend. And they put on Dashan events all over the country. And that can be between 15 to 35 um, Dashan customers, which wow. is awesome. So um, Great. So now that there's been a pause on all of these events um, you, and then you had this little bit of um, early notice as to what was about to be happening in the world, um, tell us how you, that turned from shooting events to creating puzzles. Yeah, so um, I have... I had a business coach last year and uh, the thing where we were doing, which is called the PEST, which examines your business, which is the political, environmental, social and technological sides of running the business, running a business. And she said in October, what if there was a crisis or an epidemic or whatever, what would you do? Um, mm. And how would you run your business? And this was in October before none of this was even thought, thought about. It's really creepy. So what happened was, was it was about two, three weeks ago, I w I've got an autistic sister and I was looking after her and she loves puzzles and her birthday was coming up. So I was like, oh, I'll get her a personalized puzzle made. And I found a company online. Um, they did it. The puzzles didn't actually turn up on time. Um, but I was like, wow, these are really cheap. Uh, these are great. So I ordered them and I was like, oh, I could actually make a business out of this. So I looked around and I found a um, company up in the north of England to make them for me instead of this company, which actually the puzzles came two weeks after my sister's birthday, so which wasn't very good, but this company were very quick. 
uh, the price was better than the other ones. Um, and yeah, they, it would, it just seemed the right fit. This guy is a small business. I'm a small business. So by being able to support each other, I just thought it was a great combination, really. So Ollie, you've then, you know, pandemics hit the world and obviously your studios had to shut down like all of us. Um, how quick was it that you then thought, I'll get, I'll get puzzle crazy up and running? I was, it was about roughly about a week before my sister's birthday. So it was probably around the 25th, 26th of March. No, probably about a bit earlier, maybe the 17th of March that, um, that it started happening. So I'd already had a week of pretty much doing absolutely nothing, um, where that I had no work and I just had to accept that nothing was going on. And Mm -hmm. then, um, it kind of, kind of boomed. So, um, so yeah, so for those of you don't know a little bit about me, my new business is called Puzzle Crazy. Um, and that is turning, um, there's three ways I work. One is turning people's pictures into puzzles. Another is turning my pictures into puzzles. And then I also turn artists and photographers work into puzzles. So if you're a pet photographer and you're listening, I can turn your, um, landscape, um, outdoor pet photos into puzzles, which we can work and collaborate on. I do find that studio pet photos do not work well though which is because it's a lot of the same color yeah ollie i actually gave my partner a puzzle of our two dogs for his birthday last year (laughs) and it's his favorite photo because they're looking ridiculous the dogs they're in my old (laughs) studio but it's a black backdrop and my dogs one of them is black and the other one has half black face and everything else is gray and so the entire image is just Black, black pieces <laughs> and he loves the puzzle so much and when I first gave it to him he just was glued to it for hours and hours and then he got like he's filled in all of the dogs because there's like hair strokes and everything obviously but the background he's like I, I can't do anymore they're all the same they're just black <laughs> and it's a nightmare and he curses me every time he tries to finish it so yes anecdotally I can tell you all do not use black studio background it just doesn't work um it was really funny when I very first started I had a friend who was like a puzzle geek and she was like I love your pictures but they are not going to work as puzzles and I'm like you harsh woman and then like (laughs) yeah I agree (laughs) so um so yeah so basically a lot of what I do now is um, I travel a lot, so I sell a lot of my travel photography. Um, but the main thing what I do is I'm always on the hunt for um, photographers and artists to work with and turn their um, pictures into puzzles, and they get a commission on every single one sold. So, um, so yeah, I sell a lot of um, pet ones also, people's pets, when they send in their own photos. So I can turn mobile phone photos into puzzles also. I do quite a lot of those. Um, so it's been like the last couple of days, last couple of weeks is roughly between um, six to ten puzzles that I've sold in a week, which is – no, not in a week, in a day, which has been pretty good. Uh, awesome. It's nothing like what I made doing doing pet photography, but it's it's 
so, yeah, something for during this time. Absolutely. So rewind a little bit because I know I know it's evolved for you from when you just was the first step that you were selling your clients photos on puzzles or you were selling just to the general public photos of your clients work on puzzles so who was your audience there it was mainly um, me selling photos which I take into the general public. I have had a couple of people purchase them of their own dog, which had taken in the past. But now I would say the big popular ones are the artists and people's mo- mobile phone pictures. In the UK, what's going on is a lot of people are in lockdown where they're not allowed to move around or visit family. Um, so... A lot of them get sent to grandparents who are really missing being able to see their grandkids and is sending them all over the country, um, which is amazing because with a pet photography, most people travelled about an hour to me, uh, to my main studio, um, and now I'm able to – I sold um, – Puzzles, he went to Ayrshire, which is in Scotland. I've sold one to Wales. I've sold two in Ireland. I have a few different things I want to dive into. Let's dive into, to start with, what you're now doing, um, collaborating with other artists and photographers. And then we might say for the second half of this interview, I want to chat more about if there's a pet photographer who's, you know, in the States or wants to do this with their own clients and their own photos, what you would recommend there. But first, let's chat more about the artists that you're collaborating with and how that's working for Puzzle Crazy. Cool. So um, at the moment, I'm currently working with about four or five artists. How I found these artists is by posting in groups and I'm finding that anything with animals is just selling really, really well. A really, really amazing artist I'm working with is called Yvonne Jack, who is from Essex and she paints these really, really cool, awesome uh, rainbow animals um, series. That's what she calls them, where they're really brightly coloured animals um, and they just sell so well. Everyone loves them. Um, Would be much better than a black background. (laughs) Hers are the opposite. Hers are like bright and wow and in your face and just beautiful. So basically the artist or the photographer collaborates with you and they're receiving a commission on every puzzle that is sold. Yeah, every Um, puzzle which is sold they take five pounds from. Gotcha. So what sort of profit percentage are you looking at? You might you must be getting these puzzles quite cheap. I'm I'm really impressed with your sourcing for the yeah, puzzle printing. It, it varies. So some they start between four pounds fifty up to twenty pounds. Most profit I make is on the um five hundred piece ones and I hardly make any profit on the uh, 1,000 ones. So for the artist puzzles, I actually charge £5 more, um, literally because um, the profit margins on the 1,000 ones are really quite low. So it's a, between 10 to £15 profit, which I mainly take on each puzzle sold. Well, as you said, look, it's it's not it's not the profit that you're making shooting studio, but we're all having to adapt right now so wherever you can pivot whatever you can do I think it's fantastic I think it's really inspiring we wanted to ask you a couple more questions before we dive into the members only half for this interview I'm really interested to know how you're marketing selling these puzzles I know you've got the Facebook page is that where you're doing most of the selling 
Yeah, so literally um, everything I sell through Facebook. So a big thing for me is Facebook groups. I just find them absolutely incredible. Um, so for okay. the puzzles, what it is at the moment is there has been a ginormous puzzle boom. Um, all over the world, puzzles are selling like crazy. On eBay, They are some of them are up to 20, 30 quid for a secondhand puzzle. There's... A lot to a puzzle. A puzzle isn't just a puzzle. You kind of get lost in the world of the puzzle. They just take your mind off everything. So if you're feeling stressed, they're really good. What's really interesting in the hospitals in in the UK is that – the cancer treatment rooms, there are puzzles everywhere because they just take your mind off it and you get lost and you get entrenched into the puzzle. Um, so there's like there's actually health benefits, which is cool. But, um, yeah, so the puzzle boom has gone mad and a lot of people are actually struggling to find well-priced puzzles. Um, and if they are expensive, quite often they can be quite boring photos or um, – or there's a weight, I'm assuming, for a lot of places, is there? Yeah, um, I'm, not, I'm not really going down the eBay route, so I'm not actually 100% sure on the, on the weight. For me, the weight is about um, 10 to 14 days. I was saying a week, but I haven't quite worked out how my supplier um, sends them out because I've had some orders where only half the order's been sent out. Um, but I'm kind of like, it's teething working with this guy. Um, he, his, his puzzles are great quality. So is he drop shipping the puzzles for you or you're getting them back and then you're shipping them? No, so I will not drop ship with him yet. It will happen. Um, the reason why I'm not drop shipping yet is because the standards, um, and seeing if things go wrong with him, it's just yeah. seeing how he reacts. And then once I'm feeling comfortable, I will then go down the drop shipping process. But yeah. I'm just not yet comfortable. Well, that's the same, that. isn't it, Ollie, as when we're working with new suppliers in any way? I mean, it's the same, well, for me at least. You know, when I swapped album suppliers, I had them all coming straight to me before I sent them out. Actually, I still do that with albums. But, you know, once you're really confident with a supplier, then, you know, you're happy to drop shit. But there has to be that trust, I think, first. So, All right, I'll um, dive into what you recommend, what your advice would be for any photographers who want to take this concept, this awesome strategy, and apply it to their own businesses. Let's, um, let's wrap up up this half of the interview that was ollie clark of puzzle crazy we'll put a link to everything in the show notes so definitely go check out ollie's facebook page for puzzle crazy you can see everything that he's doing there and he's in the members group so i'm sure if you have any questions or if you want to collaborate with him you can reach out thanks for listening guys i hope this inspired you and sort of got the cogs turning as to what you could be doing with your business, with your photography, with your clients in these weird, weird times where we can't actually shoot. And if you're going to stay on um, or if you're uh, if you're really keen to hear the rest of this, you can always join up as a member. It's just $10 a month. The first two weeks are free. So then you can hear um, the rest of uh, this episode and, of course, all of our others as well. But for now, thanks. Thanks so much, Holly. That was awesome. No worries, thank you. 
Thanks for listening to the Pet Photographers Club. To subscribe to the podcast, check out other episodes, and keep up to date, head to thepetphotographersclub.com.